uh, I've argued with this man about anger being a secondary emotion for a real long it time. It is a secondary and, emotion. Yeah, that's what I just <laughs> said. But, I had to be but, clear that I am the man that you've been arguing with. Yes. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Welcome to the A Space to Breathe podcast, a podcast for black men to be free, open, and vulnerable away from the pressures of manhood we find in different aspects of our lives. This is episode 10 of the pod, and we have my brother Matt, a husband, father, teacher, sneakerhead of school, back on the pod to talk about fear and anxiety and how they show up for us as men. Um, so like you know, like you know, if you've been listening to, to the podcast, uh, Matt's been on here a couple times, and so we're going to continue to just do some intro questions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I want to do a would you rather this time. Okay. Would you rather skydive or go snorkeling? Go snorkeling. Why? Uh, it's, I think snorkeling seems a little safer. Um, How? Because you're not jumping out of a plane. But snorkeling, you're like with sharks. No, you don't have to be. There are safer snorkeling. No, but like shark snorkeling. Shark snorkeling or... Neither. I don't <laughs> want to do any of those things. I want to do things that will that are safe and low risk in the adventure aspect of life. Like, okay. I don't understand why we need to do that. I've been skydiving, so... What, what made you want to skydive? It's on my bucket list. It was fun. My bucket list has safe things on it because I don't want it to be cut short. All right. Um, So would you rather um, never be able to sleep or never be able to eat? That's tough. Um, I probably would would rather never be able to sleep. Because food is just it's a lot of good food in the world, especially <laughs> here in Memphis. So, yeah. Uh, I would rather. And then if you're not sleeping, it's so much you get done. So I would assume that if I'm not sleeping, I don't get tired. And so, yeah, to not have to get tired, you know, you could do so many different things. Just think if I could do all my work mm. while everybody else is asleep mm. and still be able to do the other stuff. So. Yeah, I'm not convinced. You're not convinced about sleeping is my favorite activity. That's not an activity. <laughs> it is. Sleeping is not an activity. <laughs> Something you do. You I go to sleep. It's a you can put it at the end of a verb. You go. That doesn't to sleep. It's not a it's just a noun or a preposition or something. Sleeping. It's not, I went not an activity. Sleep, it's not a grammar okay. version. Anyways, okay, English teacher. These are activity words. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a thing. Anyways, I'd rather much rather sleep. All right, we're gonna go ahead and, and jump in. Uh always as always, let's start out with our check in. You good, bruh? Yeah, man, I'm I'm good. Uh, this is coming at a really good time. Just had a lot of relaxing time, um, and I have literally done no work for about nine days, uh, which has been really refreshing. Uh, so for the for uh, you know uh, for once, I really am good, content mm-hmm. with 
which content is a word that I don't use often. I literally uh, was talking to Kami over the uh, on our way back from Gulf Shores and just were like, yeah, I wonder what it feels like to just be content for a long period of time. Hmm. Uh, because I'm like literally never content with anything yeah. for a long period of time. I can get about 24 hours of it. Yeah. And then it's like, all right, let's on to the next thing. So, uh, but right now in this moment, I am content with everything that's going on. That's so, good. What about you? You good? Yeah, I think content was what I was going to use too. I think that. I've been in a journey of acceptance, um, accepting kind of where God has me right now um, in his process um, for me. And so um, trying to be grateful and um, see the beauty in even the small details of life right now. So I think that, yeah, I think content would be something that I would also say that I am. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it does help that, like you said, like we've had a break recently, mm -hmm. and so it's time. It's always nice to refresh, rest. Even though I did some work, but I did not work the whole time, right? Uh, which was nice. But yeah, well, we can go ahead and jump into some let's, some emotions that are a little bit, little bit more <laughs> less less um, happy, I guess. Right. Um, but it just depends on how you see them. That's true. That's yeah. true. I guess we, I wanted to talk, I wanted us to talk about it because I think that uh, when you think about emotions, and we talked about this in some earlier episodes, but just about how, what emotions seem like they are um, okay for men to have, or acceptable mm -hmm. for men to have. Yeah. And there's not very many. Mm -hmm. uh, I think anger and then like, some sort of happiness and they're right. not even all the way like joyful mm -hmm. i think it's just like um very few emotions that men are allowed to have from like a societal level um and an expectations level um, and so i wanted to jump into these because i think that like men feel them and i think it's helpful to hear other men to talk about their experiences with them mm -hmm. uh, and what they even mean yeah and so we can start there like how would you describe fear uh, how would you describe anxiety? And then what's the difference? Yeah. Um, so uh, I feel like fear is like this unsettling feeling um, that tends to go come and go. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not something that lasts for a long period of time. Um, but as I was kind of processing through this, I think fear has a lot to do with things that we can control. Mm. Um, and so, like, I'm afraid to take this next step. I'm afraid to do this. I'm afraid to just be a part of something or whatever. Like, for a long time, I was afraid of public speaking. Yeah. Um, and so, like, to a point where, like, I would shake. Uh, probably to the point of anxiety, which I will talk about in a second. Um, until I started to do it. And now it's, yeah. like, yeah. second nature. Um, and I think anxious or being uh, having anxiety or experiencing anxiety is very similar uh, to the it's this unsettling feeling for me. It's like my stomach kind of feels like it's dropped, mm. um, but it's it lasts for a long period of time. Mm. And I think the difference is it's like a lot of times when I have anxious about something, it's things that are out of my control. So like for example, like I sh I have a lot of 
uh, certain times I have a lot of anxiety about work. Hmm. Um, and it's not necessarily about the systems or the, the culture, but it's what other people might do hmm. um, that I uh, don't know if I'm prepared for. And so, like, those things bring up a lot of anxiety for me, but I don't necessarily think that they are, I wouldn't characterize those things as fear. Yeah. In a sense. So yeah. what about you? What do, what do you consider it and how do you see them as different? Yeah, I think that, yeah, I resonate with that. This idea of fear being um, fear of things that I, I, I kind of can control um, and then anxiety being uh, around things I can't. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me that fear is definitely something that it's like it comes and goes. Um like I could be <laughs> fearful of the rats that be running around the school, <laughs> like which we have not seen any. <laughs> uh, but like as soon as they kill, like mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not fearful of them anymore. Yeah, right. I don't want to kill, kill uh, clean up the dead rat though. Right, <laughs> it's not my thing. Um, I think I can have. I don't know. Sometimes I get confused with it too because I think about like hard conversations I need to have. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I, I can be I can fear that conversation, um, but also there's like some anxiety around like how they respond. So mm-hmm. I guess the fear side is like how I'm going to say it, yeah. which is like the part how I can I control, it, how yeah. I communicate it, and mm-hmm. then the anxiety piece is like um, how they're going to respond. How is this going to change? the nature of our friendship, relationship, whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, because of the things that I need to say. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think I, I kind of resonate with that. I think that um, anxiety uh, oftentimes is rela- just, like, related to uh, – I think, like, I think about anxiety and I immediately think about, like, the fear of the unknown, mm-hmm. which we say it's fear. Right. But it kind of gets me into this, like, what we've been reading with the Atlas of the Heart of, like, the language of our emotions. Right. I can't, like, exactly remember the definition she had for Brene Brown, Atlas of the Heart uh, of Fear and Anxiety right now. But, like, the language that we use that's actually, like, not actually what we're trying to say. Right. So, like, is the fear of a no actually anxiety because I can't control what I don't know? Yeah. Yeah, And I think like a a lot of times when you think about language, it's all about having normalized definitions. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where she's trying to go. Even if everybody doesn't agree, there's parts of it that um, I think there are parts of it that most people will agree with. Um, And so like the like the control and the uncontrol uh, weren't things that I read in there. But it was just like as I began to kind of figure out what are the things I'm fearful of and what Mm -hmm. are the things I'm. I have anxiety about those were the two things that stood out to me. Yeah. That it was about the control in which I had or lack thereof. Right. And so that's right. kind of how I, it made sense in my mind for it. Yeah. So then, well, how do you think, now we have like a baseline definition um, for our conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, How do you think that men are taught to interact with these emotions? Yeah, man. I think like the reality is, in my opinion, is that men aren't taught to Mm. interact with these emotions. Um, I think they are indirectly taught that if we show fear or anxiety, that is not 
that is not a manly thing to do or it's not like a brave thing to do. Mm. Men are supposed to be brave, right? And I don't think mm. that we truly teach what bravery and courage is. Yeah. And so, like, for me, I, I like, have <laughs> been, in a, uh, been in education for so long, bravery or courage has become a core value at some point in some form of fashion yeah. that you want to teach kids. And what I realized in it is that uh, for brave to be brave or to show courage right, is not the uh, lack of fear; it's action in spite of. And so, like, I think we should start teaching it in that way. But I think the reality is, is that we don't. Yeah. Um, we don't teach how to interact with our fears and anxiety, which leads us to a lot of avoidance. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so we avoid the things that we uh, are afraid of or that cause us anxiety, and we try not to deal with them. Yeah. Like, those are, like, I mean, avoidance is, like, my go-to thing. Like, if I don't, <laughs> if I'm... In a place where I'm uh, fearful of something or have anxiety about it, and I don't feel like it's really important or something that's going to change anything, I'm gonna avoid it. Yeah. I'm not gonna talk about it. I'm not. I'm not gonna have a conversation. I'm talk around it. Um, and is that helpful? No, no, it's never helpful. It gets worse. <laughs> um, and so, like, I think, but I think that's what ha- tends to happen with with. Man, like we avoid it, it gets worse. They cause a blow up. Yeah. Right. And then we can express the the emotion that we it's okay for us to express which, which is anger. anger. Yeah. Right. And so like that's uh, good. Yeah. And uh, I've argued with this man about anger being a secondary emotion for a really long. It time. is a secondary and, emotion. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I just <laughs> said. But, I had to be but, clear that I am the man that you've been arguing with. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. And so finally, um, but yeah. And so. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, you said it well. I think that I, we often teach, I think, boys and then kind of um, reinforce for men that they should ignore those feelings. Mm-hmm. And specifically any feeling um, that will make them seem weak or make them seem like you said, not manly, um, or like make them not, um, vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And so I think I, that's what things I thought about was like vulnerability when you talked about, uh, your like being brave Mm -hmm. and like that, like showing fear and anxiety is not being brave. Right. Uh, in actuality, I feel like it's actually being, like, being expressing your emotions, expressing how you feel is a form of bravery, as you were alluding to. Uh, and so I think that those are actually very, like, we kind of touched on it, but very, like, harmful ways. Because then it's like, if you're not, harmful ways of teaching men how to, how to interact with their emotions, because then it's like you're teaching them implicitly or explicitly not to deal with their emotions, then you're telling them to, like, in essence, deny a part of them. Right. In essence, deny what makes them fully human and deny what makes them whole. Six out of ten times, if we teach something indirectly, it's bad. Right. (laughs) Right. It's bad. Right. It's not the right way. Right. Right. And so, yeah, I think that, yeah, like, I I just, I, this is kind of part of of why I do, I, like, started the stuff that I had with Bree, started the stuff I had with, 
um, the podcast and, and the journal and things like that just because I wanted to offer that space where pe- where men could understand what their emotions are. So, <laughs> what? Hold on, I got to figure out how to put my foot on this stool again. I was, oh, Lord. <laughs> I was about to fall again. He falls so, every episode, y'all. I was trying not to. Okay, <laughs> All right. Uh, so, kind of get moving off of that, I, I want maybe it's maybe helpful for us to share um, kind of either a fear or an anxiety that we struggle with and then how we manage through it. Yeah. Um, so for me, this is the, this is the question that actually got me to get to the control piece of it. Uh, for me, like my biggest fear, uh, is failure. Hmm. And so, and that's, and that, that fear kind of overlaps in all aspects or areas of my life, professionally, as a husband, as a father, as a friend, as a brother, uh, as a son, like those, but it's my biggest thing is like, what if I fail? Um, and so, uh, which a lot of times has pushed me to a place of not, of not taking any action. Yeah. Um, because of that, that fear. Um, I think part of the way that I see myself specifically within, um, the construct of my family, uh, like not just the family that I have with my wife, but like as a son is like to be successful, um, to like, as the youngest, I'm the last one, the last chance in a sense of having a fruitful person come from my family mm-hmm. um which not to say that there aren't other people in the family that's fruitful but that's just how I, I i see it um and so to not be able to achieve or be successful in that is like it's something that i'm extremely uh afraid of and so like when i get when you talk about the biggest fear it's failing in those aspects of what it means to be successful what it means to be a, a good husband and a good father um so yeah how, how do you deal with it i don't know um <laughs> I, I don't i think like trying to figure out what it is uh, where it's coming from uh, when i can label it um that helps me mm. um figure out the next move um and then it's all i think i have to say this every time i'm on here but it's all about the self-talk like Mm -hmm. before self-talk was a thing i've been talking to myself um and trying to encourage myself and so it's about that and just being like when I say, what if I fail, my, my response to myself is, what if I don't? Mm. Um, and so as I can ask myself, what if I, what is I don't, what if I don't, it gives me enough courage and bravery to go ahead and move forward. Yeah. Um, and I always just, I say this to myself, it's like, what do you have to lose? Specifically for, for professional stuff. Um, I've always just been like, what do you have to lose uh, by applying for the job that I have no experience for? Or, right. Like, there's literally nothing that I have to lose in those instances. Uh, and so it helps me move into action. So, like, what part of that is the part that you can control? 
So I think the part of, about controlling that is, um, one, I feel like that I can't fail if I'm working hard enough professionally. Um, and I feel like I can't fail as a husband or a father if I'm putting in the work to grow. Um, I think this kind of taps into the the uh, what I was saying earlier about being content. Like it's really like I can't I can never feel content because I always feel like I need to be growing to be successful. Mm. Um, and whatever aspect that is of my life, I need to continue to try to figure out how to be better at that. And that's going to be the way that I continue to uh uh, to be successful or stay away or run away from failure. Mm. And I think that is why I think about it as something that I control versus something that I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Now, as you think, as you were talking, it had me thinking about like my fears and anxieties. And I'm wondering if my, what I was going to say is a fear or an anxiety. I think there's part of both in each or a part of each in it. Um, So, like, I think one of my biggest fears is, like, not being seen as man enough. Mm -hmm. And I think that, like, I'm always, throughout my life, I've always been cognizant of the way that I showed up. Uh, And I think part of that is, like, the fear part of that or the part that I can control part of that is, like, I can choose not to care what other people think. Mm And I can choose to like show up authentically d- despite what people might say. I think that anxiety piece is still like around I can't control like what people think. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it's like kinda like I'm in a circle because then it's like the very things that I like like we're talking about like it not being manly to like, express fear and anxiety. But then my fear and anxiety have a lot to do with being a man. Right. Which <laughs> so, pushes the cycle of not expressing it. Right, just, right, yeah. right. And so I think that, like, I found, like, growth in this, I guess, recently. Um, the more I've been in therapy, the more I've, like, been intentional about my own personal development. And I think that, like, the pieces that I will share in terms of, like, what has, I've been working through it is just kind of, like, Similarly, like that self-talk mm-hmm. um, around kind of affirming myself and affirming my worth, affirm, affirming um, who I am and the way that I show up. Uh, but then also, like I, it helps me a lot thinking about the alternatives. Mm-hmm. So like if I don't decide to show up authentically, if I am concerned so much about how people, what people think that I like don't, um, I'm, I'm not myself, then that leads me into a dark place. Mm-hmm. Um, if I continue to like fear, like whatever type of rejection or whatever that I feel like will come if I am fully myself, then I'll continue to like be like, like fighting that in a place that's not healthy for me. Yeah. And so I think that that's kind of what helps me is that like, I don't want the alternative. I lived the alternative for over 20 years mm-hmm. and it wasn't helpful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it led me into like probably the hardest part of my life. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's what helps me. It's just like, now, nah, like if I don't take this head on, like what, what would be like, what, 
what else is the is the alternative? So, yeah, I definitely feel that, um, especially around like having hard conversations, mm. uh, because that's literally yeah. how I have to pump myself up to do it. Uh, it's just like, so if we if I don't say anything, what happens? Mm. Like, what's the snowball effect? Yeah. And so, yeah, I definitely feel that. Yeah. So then, like. How can, how do you think, like, so part of this space um, is not only just me talking, Mm -hmm. like, I'm intentional about, like, bringing on uh, friends, guys that I, like, have deep conversations with, um, and supportive relationships that I feel like I have in my life. Um, And so, like, you can talk about this specifically, or you can talk about this generally, but how do, how can men support each other through like the experiences they have with fear and anxiety because I think that a lot of times like I think we underestimate the power of community of men mm-hmm. and it's something that I continue to talk about here on the pod and right and stuff and so what just like what are your thoughts around that yeah I think the first thing we got to do is stop acting like it's abnormal mm. to have fear and anxiety yeah or act like it's something that we don't deal with um, I think that when we do that when a man expresses that there is a lot of shame that comes with it. Yeah. Uh, because um, there's nobody else talking about it. Yeah. Like recently, I've started to hear more men talk about anxiety, uh, but not so much the this aspect of fear. Mm. Um, and so I think that's the first step we need to do is start talking about it um, and sharing our experiences. I think what I'm learning is that when, once we share our experiences, it'll allow other people to know, like, well, I'm not alone. Yeah. Um, this is how this person dealt with it. And that it allows them to see a path forward. Right. And know that it's like it's something that I can make it out of. Right. Um, and I think with that, in order to do that, you have to start by listening. Yeah. Uh, just being uh, providing a space for your brother, uh, a friend to just be able to talk to you and express themselves un, um, unashamed. Uh, Lee, I don't even think that's a word. Uh, vulnerably, let's do that word. <laughs> uh, be able to express themselves vulnerably um, without fear of being shamed yeah. for it. Yeah. Um, and so I think, like, man, we need to figure and learn how to just listen, um, share. Um, and you know, join them in their feelings. Yeah, provide a little empathy. Yeah, I think that that has been specifically impactful for me uh, because I realized that I wasn't alone in a lot of things that I was feeling. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I didn't really get my get a a lot of male friends until I was an adult. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was transformational for me because all these feelings that I had, all of these, like, even to the fact, to, even down to, like, am I man enough in this instance? Like, I wasn't the only one experiencing it. Um, I had other friends in my life, like, say, hey, like, yo, I experienced that too. Yeah. And I think that your point around vulnerability is really important too because I think that um, I always say that when I'm vulnerable, like it invites other people to be vulnerable and yep. kind. Like when I share, like it's like, oh, he's sharing deep. Like let me share deep too. Right. <laughs> and you realize just how much like we are all like dealing with the same things. And then you learn different ways to cope. Right. Like I think that like even in our our friendship, like 
I've learned different ways to like handle fear or some of the fears that I have or some of the anxiety that I, I experience just by the way that you do it, whether we like talk about it directly or like you share with me or I like am with you in an experience and I just watch. But part of that is just like being around uh, other men and like doing life with other men and like welcome, opening them, opening your life to other people. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think that that's, that's what I was really, what really resonated with me when you were talking. Yeah. So anxiety, I think, is a little bit different, though. Okay. I think it's um, a lot of times it's something for me. It's continual. Uh, it, it almost never goes away, mm. um, unless you think you're not thinking about it, or but then you come back to it. And I think there there are forms of. I think we all have a level of anxiety mm. and also there is a, a good part of fear and anxiety because they let you know, Hey, there's something going on here. There's yeah. danger, uh, at times. Um, but I think anxiety is something like you really is, you have to seriously uncover where that's coming from fear. It might not take you a long time mm. to, to tap into where it's coming from, but anxiety, it, it, you have to be able to tap, figure out, do the work to figure out where that comes from. Yeah. Um, so, like, in the same vein of the of failure thing, I also have like this. I'm anxious about something happening, mm. transpiring in my professional life that will take everything that I've worked for away. Right, mm. and it would be something either that'll be out of my control. Um, I think like I had, you know, our country has a history of black men being uh, wrongfully accused of things like that. And so like, this is something that I mm. literally I deal with on a daily or whether it's being stopped by the police, whether it's been along with somebody and things like that. And I'm always thinking about like, one, how do I make sure that I'm above reproach first and foremost? Mm. And two, just like, it takes nothing for somebody to lie on you and it all be gone like that. Yeah. And so like, there's one of the things Sometimes I think sometimes anxiety is a tad bit ir irrational, mm. uh, but it comes from everything that I've seen within. One, I watch a lot of movies. Uh, that's probably not the best thing. <laughs> um, and two, but also just like the things that I've seen happen within our country. Yeah. Um, and none of nothing has happened close to me in a way that I'm I'm thinking um, that I've seen it or seen somebody wrongfully accused that's that's within my six degrees of separation. Nope, none of that. It's just something that I fear all the time. Yeah. Or have, or I'm anxious about all the time. No, I appreciate that, that differentiation. Um, I think that, one, I want to be clear that, like, like, we talked about this. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like most people feel a degree of anxiety in any given moment. Mm -hmm. I think some people struggle with anxiety more regularly. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, there are people that are, actually have like clinical diagnoses right. diagnosis around um, anxiety um, I think that um, yeah I think that that is a good thing a good thing to uh, highlight about how it kind of just is like particularly like how you connected it to it's kind of continual nature mm -hmm. uh, I think, like, even in school, like, I've been reading in some research around, like, how, like, just black people, 
over the last few years have like shown increased levels of anxiety as a result of the collective trauma that we've experienced. Right. Um, and those things are out of our control. <laughs> we live in a messed up society. Um, but like also like it takes like, I think that is when like with anxiety specifically, it's not even just like, Oh, I'm going to just talk myself out of it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's when you actually need that like deeper support right. um, from a therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think there are, there is some like benefit even to like that sharing still. Mm-hmm. Um, so like we can like, I think sometimes for me, the things that I'm anxious about have a little less power when I know it's not just me. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I definitely, I definitely feel that for sure. So I appreciate you uh, sharing that. Uh, but yeah, before we close out, I think that like it'd be always helpful to um, end with, especially when we're talking about such deep emotions. Yeah, like it's helpful to end with any advice or any like just like takeaways that you would have for men that struggle. Uh, to express, understand, come to terms with emotions that they have, such as fear and anxiety. Yeah, man, I think the first thing that I would say is like, it's just to know it's okay. Mm. Um, Know it's okay to feel those things, um, those emotions, specifically fear and anxiety, uh, because that's what we're discussing. Um, And two, no, you're not the only one dealing with those. Um, even though it may feel like you are, because I know specifically just tapping back into what we talked about with loneliness, mm-hmm. just when you are alone, you feel like you're the only one, but know for sure you're not the only mm-hmm. one uh, dealing with those emotions. Like you literally are listening to two men who are telling you that they, they deal with these emotions regularly. Um, and three, like find you someone that you can really Talk to the process. Uh, mm. This can be, I think, specifically for fear, I think it could be definitely be a friend, a brother, uh, someone close to you. Um, but as you got dive deeper into more of those um, heavier topics around anxiety, you might need to go see a therapist. Okay. Um, and so, like, I think it's really important to not just, I feel like it's important to not just sit with them alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but have someone who can support you through those things. Hey, and you um, husbands out there, share with your wives. I mm-hmm. think that's really important that you can be able to share, which is a very vulnerable thing because it's like is we talk about unmanly emotions, and then you want to share with your wife, which is like, <laughs> it's really hard, hard yeah. to do. Uh, but share those with them um, because I believe that it will draw you closer to to them, uh, closer closer to your wife. Um, to be able to share that moment with her. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the biggest thing I just thought about was in addition to what you're saying and kind of connected is just lead with vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that with trusted people, with safe people that you have deemed safe in your life, like you can be vulnerable with mm-hmm. them. Um, and in some cases, like for those like fears that you have that are, um, kind of more like fleeting as a feeling like that can be all you need. It's just mm-hmm. to say it. Yep. Um, of course with anxiety, like sometimes it's like the, you need that support and sometimes you need the support in finding other resources. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that sharing 
not holding him in, like being vulnerable, um, is probably has probably been the most transformational um, for me when it comes to like dealing with those things. Mm-hmm. Like even until your last point, like I literally just shared with Adriana before we came here. Mm-hmm. I'm anxious about this. Wow. Like, and I think that it was freeing for me to say it because I could feel myself really like getting worked up about it. Um, but then also it, it helps orient her um, to how like we can navigate the situation together, how she can support me in the situation um, and where I'm coming from when I respond to the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's what I'd say. I think um, it's okay. It's okay to share. Yep. It's okay not to be okay and to share that you're not okay. Um, so yeah. Any last words for the people? Nope. Not, you not never have any last words. I think this is my thing. I said all I got to say. Yeah. <laughs> not a one. Cool, cool. Well, appreciate you as always, brother. Uh, and yeah, you'll be on again. Um, so. Until next time, y'all, make sure you come back uh, each Friday. We only got a couple more episodes in season one, so make sure you check out all of the episodes up to this point and catch those next two coming up. And remember, breathing as a black man is an act of resistance. All right, y'all, keep hearting.